Hi, I'm Dan Lane. Here's an extract from our interview with the head of CoLab, Joe Townsend. Welcome, Joe. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Who would like to kick off this session? Should I kick it off? Yeah, mate, absolutely. Go for it. So, CoLab's become like a flagship part of Trinity Lab, and I, I guess I really want to know where did it come from? Was this, was this your brainchild or was it something that developed over many years? I think it first started nine years ago was the first collab and uh, the previous director of music here, Clemira Nelson, she, she had um, this idea based on sort of what was done in CalArts um, in California where they have a called a midterm and basically the students all take part in different projects. Mm. The thing with the way they do it in CalArts is it's much more like, here's a project and you can sign up for it and you get X amount of credit and you mm. can do a written bit. And it's more, it's more curated by the staff. Um, and that's kind of what we were going to do at first. But then I thought, actually, talking to a very good friend of mine who um, runs a national youth orchestra and she's... I said, how, you know, if you were going to do this, what would, what would you do? And she said, oh, yeah, you've got to get the, to make it, make it really successful, you've got to try and get the students to take you on the journey. Mm. So I, fit, I sort of thought about it. I thought, well, what we need to do is, like, have this process where people pitch the ideas of what they want, you know, what they want to do. Mm. Um, and, then, and then select them. And, then, and that way you'll get student engagement and you also find out what people want to do. Yeah. Mm. One of the questions I wanted to ask is, um, how do you split your time up in the two weeks when everything is just kicking off? Like, how do you manage to see everyone? I've got a, a Joe Townsend robot, which is, <laughs> and he's currently up at Laurie Grove. You've got one in Laurie, one in <laughs> yeah, Larbon. one in Larbon. And, and sometime around three o'clock, they're going to discover it's a robot. <laughs> and I'm going to be in trouble. Batteries are <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I mean, we've got a great team of people, if I'm being honest, mm. you know, so... Um, and people, you know, people are texting, um, so many emails, sending back, and forth, emails back and yeah. forth, and there's like things at all, every different level to take care of. Um, and I suppose importantly, the st- students are coming up and going, um, oh, I don't know what project I'm on, because um, I don't do emails, so it's fine, okay. And so we sort of have to, um, you know, sort of iron out the, the little the little problems that arrive. Uh, for example, we've got this Brexit Change Ensemble, um, which is like students from mm. Code Arts and from Utrecht and then our students. And um, it turns out there's only about two English people in the whole group because we're such uh-huh. a sort of multinational. Oh, wow. That's that, great. That's that's multinational yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. Um, but there are three drummers and we've got only got one drum kit. So... An example is some some say, oh, we've only got one drum kit. Any chance of getting another drum kit? And mm. the crew who've been like driving vans and carrying gear around for the last three days, the last thing they want to hear is, oh, could it possibly just drop a drum kit? Another drum kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, they are amazing, and they just said, yep, they won't get it like now, but it'll get up there at some point mm. tomorrow. So that I mean, it's dealing with those logistical things all the time. It must be hard. And then finding out if students who are you know having a great time and students who are maybe not having such a great time because it's a different type of learning yeah you're not always being told what to do it's a bit of a lottery sometimes who you end up in a project with i think that's one of the that's one of the key things about about collab and i mean i believe like making music and dance is musical theater it's just it's a social you know it's a social activity Mm. yeah definitely um and 
you know, pianists get a chance to come out of their room, their practice yeah. rooms, you know, <laughs> and guitarist, you know, and wind up in a project mm. with with dance, and mm. you go, oh, that's like interesting, and then who knows, you know. So, of course, you know when you rub two things together, you get sometimes you get sparks, but that's normal, you yeah. know. And we are a big sort of family in a way, and I think collabs are, it make mm. it enhances that idea of family and community. I mean, people, there's a there's a sort of a buzzy vibe in Butlers at lunchtime. And it's very quiet the rest of the time because everybody's out doing their projects. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get, because of course there's so many people, do you ever get people who maybe are like, because of course Curl is something that really pushes a lot of people out of their comfort zone yeah. with like all of the different things. Do you ever get people who need like a bit of a nudge to kind of accept what they've been given or is everyone usually very open to what they get? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think um, it's hard sometimes because from my position as head of collab, and I, you know, people don't come up and tell me that they don't like collab. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> because why would you? You know, I mean, it, it, I think in the early years there was a lot of resistance. You know, I can imagine there's yeah. a lot of resistance. We had a there's a petition. Oh God! Really? On, on the Friday before the very first collab, there was a petition oh. of 420 signatures saying, <laughs> saying <laughs> we don't want we uh, we don't want um, one-to-one -one lessons. Oh, so they just didn't want to mix, uh, basically. Mixing. Yeah, but I mean, having said that, um, everybody did collab and I did the, you know, the main thing, it's like in everything, you do something, you evaluate it and then you, you fix it. So the whole proposal process was different in the first year. Mm. I just sort of sent a form out saying, what sort of things do you like to do? And then we created the things and placed people. So how many projects did collab start with? Yeah. 85, 85. Yeah. So, so it's about 82 today. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's always about that. Mm -hmm. Next year is going to be the tenth year. Um, we're going to slightly, we're going to slightly do arrange the projects differently because the first, for the first time, the second year in the new dance program, all second year dance will be taking part in collab to more people. Mm. But also because the second year will be taking part, it gives us a chance to bring all the first years together in in a collab. So I'm going to um, all the new students are going to um, be placed in projects. Mm. which is quite revolutionary actually because I go oh it should be you know but I've talked to loads of people about this and and we think that it would be really cool that in the first year it's all first years together and then and then all the uh, then second year up to masters will be um Proposed, yeah, it will be the so normal proposal th process. That, that'll be us next year as well. Yeah, exactly. So the first year, and, and the reason for that is that um, there'll be the projects will be slightly shorter, be very intense. They'll all have, you know, a you have eight musicians, eight dancers for, for musical theatre based on the size of the category, and then there'll be about 20 projects led by two people. It gives a chance for our, our, our staff to build collaborative relationships, yeah. because at the moment the mentoring, you know, they're in and out, especially on the, you know, the dance music projects. So that's the plan. And then there'll, and there'll be just a, a, a wonderful chaotic sharing at the end of the week, mm. as it usually is. Um, so the, and, and the reason for that is so that when people arrive, we're not, we're not expecting first years to propose projects and then go, oh, I've proposed this project and I'm surrounded by students I don't know very well and I've got no experience of leadership. So I think um, that, that'll be really, really interesting. There'll still be a really diverse range of projects and things, but they'll, they'll just be placed into projects. And then, and sort of inducted into the collab way, if you like. And then, and then next year we're also because it's the tenth year. Um, we're going to have ten. I'm going to 
curate 10 projects which are my like favorite projects over the last 10 years and now here's a short clip from our valentine's day special where we discuss our worst dates ever so i was in a spoons with my family and my mum had gone outside for a cigarette and some random guy asked my mother for my like Instagram and stuff. Yeah, because your mother is your go-to person. She was because she gave it to him. Oh, oh. Wait, was, your, was he attractive? Was he attractive? He was attractive. Oh, okay. So what, what was your, What's your mum's name? Lorraine. Lorraine. Big, big <laughs> Lorraine. Girl, girl. Yeah, best wing woman. But um, no, we went on like our first date. Bear in mind, I hadn't actually met this boy ever, mm. and. Um, yeah, we went to like a little so local... Before, before we carry on, when, how, how many photos did he like on your Instagram? <laughs> no, he was, he was smooth, he didn't like them. Did he not? Wow. 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 I, I want to give him the time of day. He was really, no, he was really smooth. He was like chatting to me on Facebook first and was like... God, he got all yeah. your contacts, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Instagram, he Facebook. He went you know, for it. He did. What, are we allowed to name and shame this person? Or? It's called... He's got a girlfriend now. So. Oh, trash. <laughs> 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 but um, no, so yeah, we went to like a little bar, restaurant type place. Mm. He spent the entire time slagging it off. And like, eh? yeah, like slagging off the town I live in, which don't get me wrong, it is a <laughs> but you don't say that. Oh, and then he was like, again. should we go for a drive? And he was like, yeah. That's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. And he was like, words. proper like boy racer and is like, it was like his child. Turns out it was like a Fiat 500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With really dodgy exhaust. Yeah, exactly. And he was there like speeding down the road, went to the moors, like oh. with all the other cars, how, it was dark. How romantic. Oh. Yeah, it was really, really, really creepy. Oh, so no. That, you, that was fun. And did you see him again? I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dive in and I'm going to give you a, a really bad first date. Um, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago now, I was chatting to this one girl and um, she seemed nice, she seemed really nice. Funnily enough, we went to the Regal, the Wetherspoons in Cambridge. Oh yeah, the hidden gem that is the Regal. And uh, she seemed really nice, really lovely. Um, and we were literally chatting for ages and um, I think I'd had dinner. And I, so each each drink that I was having, I was getting more tipsy and tipsy. Oh, no. um, but it, it, uh, it was fine. Um, and literally halfway through the date, she uh, gets a phone call from a friend like, um, oh my gosh, um, um, I'm really sorry to do this, but my friend, um, she's um, she's having one, of, she's having some sort of um, problem at home. I was like, oh my gosh, um, do, do you want me, do, do you want me to take you home? And she was like, no, no, it's fine. My my friend said she'll pick you up. I, was like, I really, I really don't mind. Like, it's absolutely fine. She's like, no, no, it's fine. Um, I'm really sorry. I've, I've really, I've really got to go right now. I, I'm, I'm really sorry. I was like, no, no, it's fine. Go, go, go. She went. Um, I messaged her. I was like, oh, later in the evening. I was like, oh, I hope, hope everything's okay. Didn't hear back. Like, oh, okay. oh no! Then, 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 like later in the night, I think it was like I was gonna go to bed. I was like, oh hi, I just wanna make sure that you got home okay. I hope your friend's okay. Let me know if I can do anything to help. <laughs> Woke up the next morning, still no message. Then I, I, and, and there comes a point where um, you, you you're using one social media platform. <laughs> You need to go on the other one to make sure that they're okay. So I went on the, my Instagram and I was like, oh, hi, really enjoyed last night. I hope you're okay. Just oh, want to make damn. sure that everything's okay. <laughs> How many messages did you send? Three, just three. Okay, just right, three. Right, right. She didn't reply. On any of them. So I got ghosted, basically. Oh, that's awful. And I never, I never heard back from God her bless. afterwards. That's... But to be fair, she's missing out. So joke's on her. But... She actually used the 
have her friend be ready to phone for an oh, emergency. Yeah, yeah, I, believe, I believed it. And with me on the podcast was Fintan Flynn, George Pertwee, Holly McConville, John Sturt, Maisie Meehan, and a thanks to George Pertwee for the editing. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>